Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Cross your T's and dot your I's, but make sure you capitalize those X's. We're talking Season 1, Episode 7, Extreme Measures on the Gifted After Show here today. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm in love with it. This show. <laughs> so good. With this show. So good. I'm in Watching the show. Guys, welcome to the after show for the gifted here on AfterBuzz TV. If you haven't already, go to iTunes, look for the show, give us five stars, leave us a comment. If you haven't already, also check out our previous episodes and uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV and subscribe to AfterBuzz TV Sci Fi, which is where you can catch all the shows with like heroes and all that kind of stuff, like cool. comic books kind of stuff. Um, I'm your host today, Stephen Lemieux. You can find me on Twitter at STPHNLEMIU capital X. And I am joined today, uh, Rick Hong is absent this week because he is spending Aww. a fantastic week with his family doing Thanksgiving shenanigans, yes. but yeah, yeah. luckily we still have the, the A-team, two-thirds of the rest of the A-team, we got <laughs> Steph Sabra. What's up everyone, I'm Steph Sabra, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. And Michael Young. And you can find me at One Youngster, which is O-N-E-Y-O-U-N-G-S-T-A. So, how many, like, how many decades from now are you changing your Twitter handle to Michael Old? Hmm. Oh, you know what? Gosh. I might do old youngster. Old youngster. That's Ooh, pretty I sick. Like that. Mm. Now what? Somebody's already taking. Somebody's it. already like, taking it. They got it. Yeah. They got it. They're gonna hold you for ransom for that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then I'll pass. I'll pass my Twitter off to my son. There you go. <laughs> he'll inherit all of like. He'll be. He'll be young oldster. So new generation. Dad, I'm you gonna use pass way my too many gifts. Um, <laughs> not to get off track right at the beginning. I'm sorry, uh, but we're gonna be breaking down. This episode had a lot of character development. Had a lot of information. It wasn't yeah. so much about the action. It was more about, like, kind of grounding the characters again. Unfortunately, grounding um, Kate and Reed back with their previous selves, it's kind of getting a little bit old Mundane, at this point. Yeah. Um, but we have a storyline with Lauren and Wes. We got Reed and Wes. We got the Wes conclusion. We're going to go into the Marcos mission, how he got out of the how he convinced Polaris to leave and then how she finds out and then how they confront him. And then we have Clarice and John. Luckily we got Clarice back. So that's going to yes. be a good thing to talk about. And then at the, the fortress of Sentinelitude, we have <laughs> Jace doing some skeevy, sketchy stuff. He is well, lost is it. Jace really doing the sketchy stuff or is he kind of like now wrapped up in it? unwillingly sort of no he has no backbone and he's a part Ooh. of the problem it's like he knows it's wrong at this point but again like he's reliving his daughter's death like it's, it's fresh in his mind PTSD. Yeah, yeah so he needs to go home should probably and for the doctor home. to call his daughter's name out like that's like yeah he should have checked him on that i'm like that doctor is don't ever say <laughs> don't you think this is what she would want yeah Damn, dude. Um, cool. So we're going to start with the West storyline because we get introduced to the powers of seduction character last time. <laughs> powers of seduction. Uh, he's got the power of image manipulation, as they say, on his criminal record, which we find out 
about today. Yes. yes. So Wes has a criminal record for stealing from a jewelry store and using image manipulation to cover the cameras or whatever we assume he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is another issue with Reed's character because when Reed finds out, he starts asking around like, well, what are the stipulations for getting yeah. kicked out of here? You know, like he's obviously it's yeah. obviously a vendetta because he's going after his daughter as opposed to like protecting yeah. the enclave. Classic yeah. prosecutor. Reed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can understand the dad side, but he was I mean, they they're fugitives now, so he should kind of understand a little that's what you know, she said to him. Yeah, it's like it's like you know that we're all doing illegal things. Like just being here, we're breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Wes should just be like, "Oh, let me look up your record. Ah, wanted terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's worse, right? <laughs> Julie so wanted oh, terrorist man. for breaking convicts out of prison. Yeah, yeah, like, true. <laughs> seriously." Because you you know you broke out Polaris, then y'all actually beat some people up. So you know they probably compounded like twenty thirty charges on them. So yeah, it's I don't it, he's hating a little too hard now. Of course, Wes is the teen dream. Yeah, you know he's he's got the he's got the smile. He's got the hair. I don't know where they're doing hair. Maybe there's like a someone cutting hair there or something like that. It's a yeah, mutant power. Yeah, it's a mutant power. So he's like. <laughs> I think my biggest issue with the whole Wes Reed Lauren is that no one told Wes he's wanted by the Hound mm. Group, Hound Organization. Yeah. And now he's on the outside of the the place that they're at and he's going to be ta- I feel like that I mean yeah. it, I might it might be a setup for him being taken by them, but that's why wouldn't they warn him? Yeah. They told him everything on his record but that. <laughs> but that well, that's, looking for you. that's the thing that's kind of interesting is <clears throat> they have these records and these are like the mutants that they want for the Hound program, mm-hmm. but I don't know if they're actually out there or not. So there's that side of the coin where he, they want him for the Hound program, but there's the other side of the coin where is he already in the Hound program? Mm-hmm. So like, is he yeah. just waiting to be activated? Like they, the, the demonstration that Campbell gave to Jace was two normal people in jail, but then when they activate them, they turn into something else. So is Wes already initiated in the Hound program and that's why they have his record with those files? Hmm. And is it actually going to save them the fact that they moved him to another camp because he's already in it and when they activate him, he's not there anymore? That makes me nervous. Um, I was thinking that kind of to tie into your question, I don't know necessarily how normal the people who are in the Hound program are outside are they them their normal selves if they're not activated, or are they? I feel like they're zapped still. You know what I mean? Like I, they're still just weird. Yeah. yeah so I don't really... know if Wes is that. I mean, he yeah. very well could be, and that would be really scary. But I'm not sure that they stay them <clears throat> their normal selves. But I do think that you're right. If we're gonna if we're gonna go along the trail of good writing, what this show has actually been doing. Like, yeah. compared to a lot of other shows, is <laughs> this is the last time we see Wes as not a hound. Yeah. Because it Probably. makes sense to have Lauren have a love interest that is now taken as Again. a hound. Yeah. True. And just, man, there's so there's so much dirt inside that hound program. It's, and I mean, we'll get to Jace later, but it's, that doctor needs to be stopped. And we'll get, we'll get, <laughs> but yeah, I won't say anything else. We'll talk about the final scene towards the end, but 
did anyone else get Westworld feelings when they're walking through the warehouse of everyone just standing there like yeah that what now that you say that that I've seen Westworld um, oh oh it's at least in this they had their clothes on but yeah it was very <laughs> just kind of like activate my evil army kind of feel that's yeah. very creepy. Yeah. Um, Ivan Soto's yelling in the well, chat. Well, and Trask. also, <laughs> let's just quickly touch on the fact that when Lauren gives him that beautiful kiss scene, Aww. he uh, he was into it, and then as soon as they stopped touching lips, he had no face expression and just went straight into the car. Well, that's because he had to be strong. I would be so pissed. He had to be strong on the inside. You would not even like a wave, like a <laughs> wing, you know? Well, I mean, Stephen when he was, was like, he was, I've done that a few times. Well, well, when he was riding away in the van, we didn't get to see it, but he was looking in the side view mirror and he was like looking at her like. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. <laughs> and she looked at him like. Well, it's like, it's kind of like too little too late, though. Ah, okay. Because okay. it's like she, she could have come to him beforehand. She could have, like, been with him in that. But no, she, like, ran away from him when she found out about his past. It, it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, I'm with you whether or not this is who you are. Yeah. It was, oh, now that you admit it to everyone and my dad likes you, now I can like you again. So it's kind of like, yeah, she kissed him, but it's kind of like an underhanded thing of... Oh great! Yeah, you're kissing me now when I'm already leaving. Like, yeah, kind of yeah. a dick move there, Lauren. I thought maybe mm. he wouldn't leave. Maybe he just gained a little bit of a her powers to put a barrier around his heart. <laughs> that would be really yeah. awesome. Barrier, but it, you know he has to move on because we know that he'll be back later, but he'll probably be in danger or something like that. And or like you said, they'll probably pit them against each other. So here's one of the things that we have to go over, though, too, is the weird thing was Kate being like, you need to talk to Lauren first. (laughs) I was like, great Uh, idea is tell your daughter because that's going to go over well. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the dad telling the daughter he doesn't like the boyfriend. It's that goes over well all the time. Well, that and it's just, you know. I think it would have made more sense to tell Wes that he knows yeah, and been like, you either tell everyone or you get out of here because I don't want you around my daughter if you're going to lie to everybody. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense to like go, we need to tell our daughter first. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the Wes thing would work because he could have approached them kind of like man to man, like, hey, look, this is what I found out. Is it a situation where you were doing this to survive or were you doing mm-hmm. this with ill intent because there's a difference like you know like they say some people steal for sport more still to eat so were you doing it to survive just to get by or were you doing it because you're you know part of some criminal cartel or something like that you know and after he finds out what side of the you know the playing board he's on or whatever then he can say okay cool you know i understand we've all had to do like i mean he's had to break out of jail to survive so you know it, it would have been nice to get that kind of man-to-man, even though we sort of got it, but I feel it was late in the yeah. game. But it would have been nice to see him just be like, hey, look, how how did it play out? I want to hear it from you and then figure out yeah. how to approach Lauren. And be like, hey, we found this stuff out, but it might not be as bad as you think. I liked this story. I mean, I did. No, I, I like the episode a lot still, but I did think this was one of the more weaker storylines that we've seen just because, 
like we said in the beginning, they're all criminals. So yeah. that they're all wanted. They've all done stuff for survival. So it was just kind of... That's the thing. Is like It's kind of to the point where... I mean, I get it because it's like a jewelry store. So obviously it's not... A little different. It's not the yeah. same as like robbing from a convenience store and stealing food or something like that. But it's also just kind of... You're in this house with tons of other people. And you have to be very careful about how you stir up gossip when yeah. everyone's forced to be around each other. And it just didn't make sense to me that he went to his daughter with this info before confronting Wes because he's a prosecutor. Like, I feel like he would talk to the person in question first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I get the side of it that... Uh, I get this. I get how, why he did it. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I'm, I'm not liking this whole continuously reverting back to, like, the world is okay, the world is okay, the system yeah. works thing. Yeah. The system... Obviously, doesn't work like whenever it comes it to. to mutants. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And read as much as you totally. are attached to this idea of there needs to be some system. You have to realize that you've been putting mutants away into like Guantanamo Bay like yeah. systems for the past years. Yeah. Yeah, and even even if you didn't know, you knew that society in general was not treating, you know, treating mutants in the best light. Yeah, and if you're an attorney, you know, to not know where people are going when you prosecuted them just seems a little bit... And here's... I got a... I got a... Like, I have a bone to pick with Ivan Soto real real quick in the chat. Because Ivan Soto keeps yelling at us saying, he also conned people and the underground is based on trust and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dreamer put a memory in Clarice's head <laughs> that nobody else knows about. That's causing a huge rift in the underground that only three people know about. True. Meanwhile... Marcos is going and working for the cartel. Yes. And he likes it too. Meanwhile, he likes it a little meanwhile bit. Marcos <laughs> used to work for the cartel yeah. and probably did much worse stuff than Wes did. Because he was torturing people. Only only Polaris and only John know at the under like, come on. The under the underground is built on trust. He's conning people. Get over it. Yeah. God. Like, come on. <laughs> Get over it. Everyone's got their secrets. Everybody has, everybody has a little dirt, and I think. In this situation, unfortunately, Wes fell to the kind of like, well, your dirt is dirtier than my dirt kind of thing. Right. Or, or like, your dirt, we don't like your dirt as much thing. <laughs> and you know how, I mean, because all of them have done illegal things. Just not being in jail right now for all of them is being is illegal. So now they're kind of picking and choosing. You know, Wes caught, especially since he's throwing the Mac game down, he caught the shorty in the stick. But, I mean, he'll... He'll come out strong, maybe. <laughs> um, just a heads up, this is behind-the-scenes stuff. Bree, can you check your phone for a text from Phil? Uh, okay, so moving on. Da, 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 da. The West conclusion is that it goes away, and he has that nice little kiss. <laughs> but yeah, away. I think, Steph, you're really smart about that prediction. I think that's definitely something that they're going to bring up later. Because I think the next episode we'll hear that that base got taken down, whatever one he got hooked to. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have the Lauren freak out in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Marcos. So Marcos gets called. Sorry, flashlight gets called. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Flashlight getting called in the middle of the night. <laughs> Somebody like, needs that flashlight oh, in the middle of the night. This? I thought I told you never to call this number. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just think it's kind of dumb that he's like, I just don't feel comfortable doing this. Like, you agreed to it. Yeah. Like yeah, as much agreed. as like you don't feel comfortable, you agreed to it. Like she didn't force you. You agreed, you agreed to it. Um, and to be fair. They could have just used the the pins in Reed's knee, whether or not they actually. Oh wait, no, they couldn't have because they had they had uh, they stopped they had the pulse, car. They had pulse nearby that was turning oh, the power yeah. off. So so okay, so never mind. Um, 
So, Marcos's mission, she calls him and says, let's get rid of some of these drugs. We just got to blow up some drugs. We're not going to kill anybody, whatever. So, he pulls out his little Reaper medallion because, like, he's got to be all Dia de los Muertos yeah. and cool It's, it's kind of like when Sylvester Stallone puts his hat backwards. That's when. Oh, sorry. It's over the top. It's this old movie. It's It's classic, but... Yeah, it's <laughs> Sylvester Stallone puts his hat to the back. It's all business. Are you talking about Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's very similar. Yeah. Tell me where they got it. I know, right? Um, I just think how, why for one favor, I guess because you're messing with the cartel, he just owns it, owes indefinite favors. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, because I think she's trying to drag it out for more than it's worth. Yeah. It's like, hey, all right, maybe like three or four favors. And she's kind of like, like, no, I she own you forever. She thinks it's a partnership, yeah. Yeah, mm, she's, trying to, she's trying to ride this out. Yeah, I just have a feeling like you don't mess with him. Because, I mean, we see in this episode his fury that he's taking yeah. out on those drugs. Like, he could very easily just burn her to a cinder and just, like, walk away. Yeah. 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 He so, could, he could true, take she... down the cartel to a certain degree if you wanted to. Well, they yeah, they have other mutants working for them, or at least one that we know of. And that's that's what I was going to get at. Sorry. No, just, Not to interrupt you, but I think right now we're, we're totally on this whole path of, like, yeah, they're using him as a mutant, and they have this other mutant that can slow down time and slow down stuff like that and, like, stop people, and I'm like... Okay, great, but what happens when these other cartels you're against bring out their mutants? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're the only ones with mutants. Like, no, you're probably not. And I feel like Marcos is in a lot of danger for the next favor that we hit. Yeah. I think next episode oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, because this one was way too sly and quick and under the radar. Yeah, Throwing the boxes. You're right. If they're, if this cartel is using them, there's other cartels that are definitely using them or gangs or whoever. And I like how it adds another layer to the craziness of this world because you have Hound using mutants. You have cartels using mutants. You really have this crazy world where, you know, mutant, like, just mutant powers are being almost commoditized. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that, with the fact that we know Marcos definitely liked it a little bit. Like, a little bit because on his face he was like, yeah. He was like, I still got it. (laughs) But, I, I wonder if this is going to change him because, you know, Polaris is kind of pulling away from him. And of course, uh, I can't think of the cartel lady's Carmen. name. Right? Carmen. Carmen. Carmen definitely wants him. She's trying, yeah. to, she's trying to find like she don't want him. She wants him. But like, so I wonder if this might sway him to the dark side. Maybe. I, don't think so. I was thinking that I think it was Steven. We were all kind of talking about how. People are going to have alliances, and so mm-hmm. I think we're seeing now the mutants are with the cartel, and the government is working with the doctors now, so we have those alliances. But to the point you were saying with Marcos, I don't think—I think that we're going to continue to see more character development with him, which we did mm-hmm. today with last episode— I don't think it's going to change him, but I do think that what Carmen was saying that Polaris is the only thing he actually believes in. So, like, he does care about the underground, but it's not its not really as much it's as it is to... more Polaris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if it will change him, but it's definitely going to continue to cause controversy. Well, to go to that point, we do get a flashback of John and Polaris meeting him for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And that was really interesting because that's back when he was still with Carmen. Yeah. And Polaris is... Pulling a Carmen there, being like, yeah. oh, Polaris threw a little game at him. She threw she's a not the game. only strong woman. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> and, he, and you saw, he's like, 
Yeah. He like, he like, yeah, I see you, girl. <laughs> He's like, wait, you have powers? What? You can make Aurora Borealis? What? You stir that coffee? He like, yeah. yeah, girl, stir that coffee. <laughs> I'm going to just give that a moment of silence. Yo, this that rest Marcos game. Rest in peace, that comment. <laughs> Hashtag stir that coffee. Um, so he goes to the man. The Polaris finds out because she calls the place he was supposed to be getting supplies from. Oh, he'd be getting supplies somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, we don't have any supplies. Oh, We're yeah. dirt broke and we don't have anything. We haven't heard from anyone on your team. And then Ooh. she looks in the room and finds that his Reaper medallion is gone. Um, so he'd be going and doing Death Blossom somewhere else, Overwatch <laughs> joke, and then he, uh, she decides to go to the mansion, visits the mansion with Dreamer. Mm-hmm. So and she knew exactly where it was too. It didn't. It, they didn't have to, she was like, "Oh, I know exactly where." It was. So That's, this, this that is was the, my favorite scene of the. Oh episode. yeah, this is the dream team of Polarity Pancakes <laughs> oh, uh, because it's Polaris and Syrup, which <laughs> I've been calling Dreamer. Uh, and again, I think the actress is doing a wonderful job with the character, and it is that just who the character is. But it is just like syrup coming yeah. on screen. Like it's just very like wispy and wispy. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I just want to like yawn. Her. But I love them together though. Yeah, it's but they're dangerous together. It's almost like mm, oh yeah, they're like the two kids in the class. Like Mm-mm, y'all can't sit together. Yeah, Dreamer brings out the worst in Polaris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they definitely get separated. So on team captains. So they walk up to the gate. The guards like, ooh, hey, mama. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come here. And then suddenly they have one knocked out and the gunner on the other one's next choking him. To... Yo, I Polaris love that throws part. people so well. <laughs> He's like, hey, girl, how's it going? Yes. <laughs> if only there was a band for him to go into, that would have been better. <laughs> like, but she threw him oh, I love straight one. into the woods or the, the shrubs or whatever. Never to be seen again. Do you feel like her powers have gotten exponentially stronger since the first episode? Because she gets taken down pretty easy in the first episode. Yeah. And nowadays it's like, oh, you got 20 people with guns. Well, I think it's because, uh, remember, Marcos got shot, so maybe she wasn't on her game. But now, you know, she's she's clear. So now since she's clear, she's coming in there. She's yeah, like, she you know, so stopping bullets and throwing people in the bushes and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, she's she's at the top of her game right now. You yeah. can't stop Polaris. My, my mutant power is throwing people in bushes. I'm useless when there's no bushes around. It's like, does anyone have a van? All right, cool, I can do that. Does anyone have perhaps a small plant? A fern, maybe? <laughs> Oh, just boy. carrying around plants. I gotta throw <laughs> people into these. Hold on, let me put this down real quick. <laughs> um, so they Dreamer uses her power on the guy, and they find out where the where they all went to take on the, the drug cartel. And of course, what was weird to me in one scene was the fact that they're loading all these drugs. They have all these people around. But they don't notice the super conspicuous, like three big black SUVs waiting outside the compound. There should be a lookout. Yeah. There really should like, be a lookout. Where's the lookout you're for doing, this gigantic drug deal? You're cartelling wrong. Right yeah. <laughs> you're really cartelling wrong because it's like they're right there. They're not, they were, they're not even hiding. They were like around the block. It's but they daylight. Were, <laughs> they weren't even that far away. And she has binoculars. She's like, all right, cool. <laughs> right there. <laughs> so uh, Polaris decides to show up at the worst possible time with Dreamer yeah. just in time to see Carmen. Uh, basically, I think. I think Marcos is in like this post, like getting it off his chest, like yeah, getting like, their anger out, kind of like tired and like. I hate to use like like finally I was ready to let loose or something like thing or, or is it more of a like tired situation? 
It's like that feeling you get when you just leave like an hour massage. Like you're yeah. just kind of like dazed like and kind of like yeah, and like you had the release, and now she's like he's just like kind of not even there, and she's like taking advantage of that to like kiss him on the cheek, and Polaris sees that at the worst time. That was the I was like cringing at that time for Polaris. <laughs> That's like a very classic TV writer um, <laughs> trope. Yeah, and the kiss. It's, it's weird. The it's weird. The I guess the confidence that Carmen has because you know. That we know of, Carmen has no powers, and Polaris has a lot of powers. We don't know that. And, well, yeah, that's true. She might, she might have powers, and we just don't know. But she really just flaunts it all up in Polaris' face, like I don't care about Magnet Girl and stuff. And it's like, wow, like, like, can you back those words up? What do you think about uh, the new mutant we get introduced to with the powers of like slowing down everything going on? I thought that was pretty cool. I just don't know why he has gills. Yeah, I was kind of confused on that as well. Like, is... I know, like, I mean, because usually the types of marks, markings or whatever it is has to do with the power, right? Okay. Well, it's like you think sometimes, but this show hasn't really been going with that too well. Yeah, Because you look at Clarice and you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. She has green eyes because she opens portals. But then you're like... Why does that really make sense? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah that she it's was just like, the that's one what I Blink didn't looks get. like. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. I think we're going too much on the fact that, like, Toad acts like a frog and, like, uh, <laughs> people, like, Blowfish or whatever has, like, the pins and stuff, yeah. or, like, yeah. Porcupine yeah. kind of stuff. So that, I like, I mean, his power is very useful. Because I was like, you guys are going to kill them when you said he wasn't going to kill anyone, yeah. and then he didn't. So that was. That works, and who knows how powerful he can be, and if he'll be used against Marcos yeah. later on. Um, but I, I like to see this door opening of society viewing and using and even manipulating mutants in a different way. I mean, it's bad for mutants, but it's good for TJ. True. I think it'd be cool <laughs> to have Marcos versus that guy in in, in some kind of showdown because mm. he slows down everything, but can he slow down something that's the speed of light like that's kind of a cool thing like perhaps yeah. marcos is like True. the anti anti power to him yeah uh so moving on marcos goes back to the compound polaris is rightfully pissed off at him he's still playing up his cover but she's like your reaper thing was he like pulls it out of his shirt it's like hey and he's like it's not like that and she's like well you didn't tell me he's like i didn't tell anyone yeah he was being really <laughs> he definitely should have told her this is this, this guys. Let me well, give now you, you told me. Let me give you a little relationship advice. All right, all right. <laughs> say you have a girlfriend. She's pregnant. You're fugitives on the run, and your ex girlfriend, who's super, super powerful, right, helps you get her out of jail. Common story. Common story happens to everybody. All right. If you owe her a debt at all, the first thing you should do is tell your girlfriend, which also has powers, who could kill you. Definitely in your sleep, because I think Polaris would kill somebody in their sleep. Um, you need to tell her, honey, I'm glad you're out of jail, but I had to make a deal to get you out of jail. It's not my favorite deal, but this is this is the only hand I had to play. She might she might be like, you know what? I'm mad, but I might be able to deal with this. But here's the thing is like at the end of the episode you see him sleeping next to her again. So obviously they're still not they're not like yeah, they're completely not split. Oh no, yeah. I think they're like essentially soulmates in terms of their powers and everything that they've gone through. So I don't think that would split them, but I think it's a huge trust issue. Yeah. And she's Rightfully so. Her I mean, and her and Carmen are definitely gonna butt heads later on. Yeah. 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 For Girl sure. Fight. Can't wait for the can't wait for the showdown between those two. Hashtag feminism. Um he gets called again <laughs> at the end and he's gotta do another mission for Carmen. Yeah. 
he is her bitch. Yeah. Basically. Mm. Uh, totally. Moving on to uh, tell you guys about iTunes. iTunes is a great little, uh, little app you can use. It's on most <laughs> computers. And it also has a place where you can go to the store and like download things you want. Ooh. One wow. of those things you can download there is a podcast. <gasps> so a podcast is like an audio file that you listen to. Nice. So basically everything you're hearing now on YouTube, you can listen to on iTunes on something called an iPhone or an iPod. Wow. Yeah, blown away. Um, but the fun fact is, is if you go to iTunes and type in The Gifted, we're the <laughs> podcast right there. And what? you can hit that subscribe button to get the show every week as soon as we publish it. And yep. you can also say, hey, I like these guys a lot. Great. There's a cool little place where you can put five stars <gasps> and your own review that attaches what? your name to it. And you will get a shout out on the show if you do that. Nice. Everybody likes shout outs. Yeah. Um, we didn't get any of them last week, which is really disappointing because I was just in such a mood to shout out people. <laughs> I was in yeah. such a mood. I was just mood. ready to just shout, shout, let it all out. <laughs> on the mountain. I was going to go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> go tell it on the mountain. I was going to have the high ground, Anakin. Oh, oh. <laughs> She was ready for that. Oh, boy. And uh, our engineer says, who still uses iPods? Well, I'll tell you what. Our amazing listeners still use iPods. Yeah. Because they're all around the world. Mm, mm, don't speak the language, the but the X-Men don't need explaining. Oh. What? Well, actually Capital it does, because that's why we do this show. But uh, <laughs> please do that. Also, hit that thumbs up button on the on the YouTube, and I'll make sure that after the broadcast is over, you're leaving comments. You're leaving yeah. comments whenever, so we can reply to them. We still get comments on, like, last week's and weeks ago's episodes. Luckily, we look at those, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we get some pretty nice compliments from time to time, which is which is really really and enjoyable. Some great theories. You guys have some great theories that you drop in the comments. True. So thank you, thank you for that. Apparently, I gave Ursine Comic Geek a shout out, but Stephen mispronounced my name. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do better. Tell me. Can you phonetically spell yeah, it? Yeah, spell out, it please? phonetically. Um, and Peggy says, "Sexy dating for adult chicks." Check out my profile for link. How about I'm gonna ban you from being in the chat role? Uh, cool. <laughs> And it's Peggy, too. Peggy, Have you seen this shout-out type of mood? Peggy? <laughs> Block? Like, it's the, one, of the, one of the sexiest names. Pe- See, I'm about to get in trouble. Yeah, I'm just sure. there's like, it, there's sh- like, shut it down. There's like, there's like, 40, like 40 Peggy's right now. Like, what? You got Angelica, <laughs> Eliza, Hi, and Peggy. Peggy. Our systems detect that a host has wanted uh, off the subject. Please return thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our that. systems detect You can turn it off now. We're here. <laughs> So, Clarice and John, John decides, hey, maybe that person who can make portals is a little bit important to us, so let's go find her. Yes. We find her making a can of soup and burning her hand on it, which is, uh, you know, as you find most portal makers. Completely. Yeah. That oh, was Dreamer, like that Dreamer whole... doesn't think that she's important, though. The cake is a lie. Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blink is important, and that whole plot line was my favorite of Yeah, Dreamer's episode. getting thirsty again. Yeah. And she's just yeah. being terrified that, like, Clarice is going to take her away. And she's take not John being a good leader because the leaders of the underground should be doing what's the best for the overall. And if you're yeah. going to let your romance stop you from having a portal person yeah. in your group, you're doing things wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look, leadership first. All right. We don't Love need her. Second. We don't need her. We can do this. We can do this. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry. There's somebody who can teleport us places. Like, yeah. 
Get out of here. Yeah. Like, that's super helpful. You know, who do you want more? The person who can just put memories in other people's heads and create love triangles, the power to create love triangles, or the power to teleport people miles away. Yeah, it's like And leave like, scenes instantly. Yeah. It's like, look, Dreamer, here are the most important people. All right, you got uh John. Because yeah. he's the leader, and he knows how to track people. He can find things. It's useful. He can, super strength. And he can also use, like, memories and super strength. Also, uh, Polaris, because of the whole... Magneto you know, thing. She's cool. Everything. Thing. She's killing it. And then, uh, I know you guys in the chat know, Data Girl. The girl that knows all the data, can look at all the data. She's super important, all right? And uh, Blink, she's super important. Everyone else is kind of important for now yeah <laughs> so sage was really cool in this we didn't talk about sage but yeah like the oh, whole sage. data, data so, girl okay, with sage sorry. and her eyes moving data back girl. and forth was a cool, was was a cool awesome. effect. yeah but you know if you want the power to create love triangles you know that's more of a power for a show on uh freeform but this is Ooh. fox so we're gonna stick with so clarice here blink. we're gonna take blink over dreamer <laughs> we'll take blink for 500 please alex Trebek. uh her so, acting was so good she's so good she's yeah. so good and that whole orphanage scene was really sad and real and it made you feel like you know when she was like, "I do have something to fight for," and this is what my fight is. I yeah. was like, "Yes, this and is no." But they yes. had a real moment. They had yeah. a real moment together. A real romantic moment. Yeah. Um, Sparks fly. But you know what was weird is that she's like, "I don't know what that road is. I don't know what that road is." But like, you know, the whole orphanage was a big part of her life. You'd think that she'd kind of naturally remember that, but maybe something screwed. Maybe activating her activating her powers screwed up her. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they find the road because John says, "Well, think of places that you know." Maybe it's somewhere that you think is safe because animalistic instincts are run away to somewhere that's safe if they're in danger. That was cool. So they find the house and it was an orphanage for mutants for parents who gave them up. And then John uses his tracking powers to see that there's tons of boot prints and then there's tape on the door and big pools of blood. Does not yeah. bode well for the parents of the Sentinel orphanage. Sentinel services are savages. Yo, on, alliteration. They're, Love doing yeah. like, they're, they're definitely doing a lot of type of covert black bag operations that, you know, well, we find out later that Sentinel services isn't particularly like a government agency. They're not like the DMV or, you know, it's not yeah. like, you know, they're not, they're they not don't have regulated. like rules and regulations and stuff. I just want like everyone to like mark this, that he just compared Sentinel services to the DMV. The D- yeah, I was like... Sometimes the evil nature can, can align. I'm just saying, I'm just saying guys, let's be real. If you've been in, the, if you've been to the DMV in the last couple of years, you know, that's all it, I... it could be tough. They have the mutant power of bureaucracy. Um... <laughs> Hermes from Futurama. Hmm. Um, Wrong form. <laughs> so we do get the the scenes, and it is really sad with Clarice and yeah. John there because he basically confirms that they died protecting the other kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was really important because, as Clarice says in the beginning, like, you're working for the underground. This is you. This is your fight. And then we have this storyline that doesn't take six episodes. Yes. We have yeah. one episode focused on Clarice saying really. this is her backstory. This is this. This is who she comes from. Now, why does she care about the fight against Sentinel Services? Because of this. It's yes. directly affecting her now. And this yeah. show is, that's one More, thing that makes I mean, this, it has been, but. Yeah. Like, this one, this is the thing that makes the show great. They deal with things mm-hmm. expeditiously. Like, they don't hold this on for, like, it's not like next season and we're finally getting to see Blink's backstory. No. We dealt with that. 
We dealt with West. We dealt with uh, Polaris and uh, Eclipse. We dealt like there's so many things that we dealt with, like just quickly. Yeah. But you realize that they're doing this. They're building a really solid foundation for seasons to come because mm-hmm. instead of using whole episodes to focus on backstories, we're tying their backstories in with current episodes and current events. So, yeah. like, Calyrus has the orphanage. We have Lauren and Andy have their school thing. But now with Wes, Lauren may have a reason to be more anti-Sentinel services yeah. coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcos, we get... A few flashbacks, but mostly it's he's working with the cartel now, and we can see the disposition of him with that. Uh, John, you know that him and Dream are in this weird place, but you also have his military background that you don't really have to focus too much on because it's self-explanatory yeah. with his best yeah. friend Pulse being taken down by yeah. some services. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also hear about his father being in the X-Men. Uh, you take Shatter... Um, Shatter, we haven't learned too much about yet, but I'm sure we will. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing behind him is that he tried to kill himself because he had power. He put a bullet in his head, and that's what the Shatter oh. thing is from. Uh, and there's an interview out there with the actor who who plays Shatter, and he was just he was a huge comic book geek before the show, and the audition was super under wraps. He didn't know what role he was auditioning for. He didn't know what show it was. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, you're this character," and he immediately went out and bought a baseball bat. And was just walking around with a baseball bat for like weeks to come because that's like the comic book character's <laughs> cool. thing. Oh, he's wow. he's the most closely cast of the character from the comics. That's it's ridiculous. Awesome. Um Reed and Kate, I feel like the reason they're still sticking to the suburban lifestyle kind of opinions is because that is their background. And if you have no character that's thinking that way, then it the audience can very easily get sucked into this whirlpool of there's not a world outside of the underground. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, while it is annoying, point. I see the reason that they keep like bringing you back to the fact that you are still in the world where and people the believe in the laws. And the stuff was kind of nice. You know, you yeah. had the younger kids. It I was, would be pissed if I had homework, though. And they, didn't, yeah. and they didn't overspend time on that either. Yeah. We got uh, like two minutes and then they moved on. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was great. But so. what you were like, what you were saying, just the pairing of the characters seems really thought out, mm-hmm. and the characters are just perfect for the show. Like how Clarice and John kind of have like this love story. The fact that he's a tracker and she's the portal maker, like he's obviously confined her if she goes runs away, which I wasn't thinking about. I was like, she's not going to be away forever, you. but he finds her, and that's the only person that can. So I just love, I love how they all go together. Luckily, he's a good guy and not just a stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, that could be really creepy. That would be weird. So, and then to to finalize my thought is we also have Jace. Oh, yeah. So let's move ahead to Jace because Jace is also a character where we get a storyline that intersects with a lot of the mutant storylines and kind of provides him reasons for everything he's doing. Because before it was five years in the past, his daughter was killed by mutants and he was kind of on the verge of using all of his resources at at their expense but now that his daughter has died again freshly in his mind he's going a little bit more to the post uh ptsd kind of feeling of like really diving in on hurting them like all means necessary um so he is using dr campbell we get introduced to the head of the do uh dod department doj doj DOJ, department of justice uh and this woman is Still views mutants as American citizens, yeah. Which is really interesting because we see that people in the higher up positions still are in the gray of like mutants are humans. We we need to treat them like guns, but at the same yeah. time, they're not illegal. Like they're yeah. still they're yeah. still American citizens. And because Dr. Campbell's in the office, uh, Jace actually previously actually Jace stands up to her. But then when mm-hmm. they're meeting with everybody, we have the Hound that's been with Jace that I thought was the 
power of concealment, but no, it's the power to stroke you out. So I guess he's a bloodbender. Organs or whatever. Yeah, he's a bloodbender. It kind of seems like uh, yeah. if you guys that ever watched Avatar, very yeah. creepy, fucking creepy. Yeah. And, and well also, done, but creepy. Yeah, and also the fact that Jason was kind of like sitting there watching it happen. It made me think about the prediction that you had, like what episode two or whatever, where you're like. Yeah, I think he's going to go with them for a little bit and then be like, you know what? I can't go any further and then flip to the the other side. He made me, I was enraged. (laughs) That whole scene, first off, it was kind of lame that the DOJ is just getting in on this, you know? Like, they just had the survey and wanted to surveillance everyone. Well, he doesn't care about court orders. Yeah, (laughs) but that, he was just standing by. He knew it was happening. Um, Just, like, he's taking it way too far. Well, he didn't know, he didn't realize till later that it was the mutant doing it. Yeah, I guess that was just, like, the filming, the angles and stuff made me think that he saw him. But now he's pushed a little bit further away from the doctor and he's realizing that he's started something that he might not be able to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because now now that the DOJ is taken out, it's yeah, but that'll take a few weeks, and by then we'll already have the Strucker children. And now the Dr. Doctor Campbell can do doesn't that. give a Dr. Campbell doesn't give a crap about Jace or anything. He nope. just wants the children, and then yeah. he's he's outie. Um so this is like the beginnings of Jace kind of having regrets as to what he's kind of started. Yeah. And I think there's gonna be a moment between him choosing between saving a mutant and oh. the doctor getting them. I think he may prevent the doctor like from getting the kids. Like finale time or something like that, maybe? This show's moving pretty fast. We're on episode yeah. seven. We have six more, I think. So I think between now and then, we may see Jace make a big turn. Still be neutral, like still be like not know what he's doing, but still not want the children to end up in yeah, the doctor's hands. Because he's seeing a lot of stuff. You can see on his face where he's like, you know, that idea when you're like, hey, guys, I think we're going too far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that I, was the scene, the scene was terrifying, though, because they did the whole half of her body thing, too, where, like, you notice while she's, like, yeah. squirming half her face is yeah. just drooping. Like, yeah. serious stroke-level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It he's was... like, I saved someone, and you, you know, you got, you know, you got the, uh, the warrants or whatever you want. It's like, yeah, but... You made this happen. And then he was like, they're going to call someone else. He's like, well, we have a few weeks. I'm like, so you know exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. And you Because just... he's probably done this before. Yeah. Um, so I do want to point out that earlier in the episode, we get a big reveal that for yes. 30 years, Reed's father worked oh, with yeah, Trask yeah. Industries. Yeah. And Trask Industries is very related to Dr. Campbell. Yes. And Reed's father is still alive. Which is the grandfather that we were talking about before that Sharon Glass is married to. Mm-hmm. So, she- and now this could be, I mean, like change the story of Reed because we didn't really know if maybe they carried the X gene or you know what. So, because they were saying that 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 program does a lot of gene suppression, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like maybe he's practiced on Reed, suppressed his genes. Mm, like when he was I was just like it whatever. opens a whole can of worms. Yeah, he might have prevented his son from being a mutant yeah. or maybe Reed was a mutant and he yeah. took away his powers or something like that. Yeah. We don't know, but we we learned that he worked for Trask for a very long time and Trask is one of the development places for all these anti-mutant technologies. So everyone at the underground was quite alarmed that Reed was related to the person who basically founded the Hound program. Yeah, because it's like now not only, all right, you're a prosecutor and you work for Central Service. We kind of let that go. We dealt with that. You know, we're not happy about it, but you're here and we're kind of dealing with it. Now your dad worked at Trask for 30 years? Uh... 
we need to have a house meeting. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, house meeting. Let's uh let's put aside the fact that Wes robbed a jewelry store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your dad worked at Trask <laughs> for yeah. thirty years. And I mean, well now at the same time, did your dad work at Trask and he was just like filing papers, or was he like the guy? Which I'm pretty sure he was the guy, you know, like working there, like, you know, experimenting on people or making technologies or working on Sentinels, making the rolly things or who knows. Yeah, so it's a lot of people in the chat good think me. that he's a Von Strucker, which is a comic book reference. Um, so the Strucker last name is one of the big tie ins from this yeah. show to the comics. Obviously, the Struckers have always been known to not be, really be the good guys. Yeah. Um and people have been prefacing this since the series began. Yeah. Okay, there's definitely a reason they use the Strucker last name. And in the in the books, there is twins that are Struckers that are the kids. Um, so a lot of this kind of stuff is loosely taken. Yeah. And a lot of people are asking, like, various questions of, like, do you think they're going to bring in this? Do you think they're going to bring in this? Do you think this character is this? Do you think this character is this? It's like, the show is being very careful not to dive into canon. Yeah. Which I think it's, is really smart. Because yeah, as soon as you... a good job of kind of, like using canon without directly tying itself yeah. to a person or a thing. They're not directly saying this is Earth 661 or whatever. Yeah. They're not uh, 616. Saying, yeah, 616. They're not saying that, which is good because this is its own thing and yeah. I like that they're loosely basing because that allows them to do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, I think that the best way to use Wolverine in this show would be to use it as more of a reference and not a character. Oh, like a memory. Yeah, like, like Trask like Industries. When Wolverine was around, or when Wolverine did this. Like, if we like if we do a flashback, if we meet the grandfather, the father, and he does a flashback to Trask Industries and talks about how things changed, and just it shows like a flashback of a lab just torn apart with like the claw marks everywhere. Yeah. Kind of like, because I think that would bring people in like more like the X-Men exist in this universe. I think what we're yeah. missing right now is, okay, we've gotten name drops, the X-Men, as I started last week's show with, but who are the X-Men and what mutants are the X-Men in this yeah, universe? Yeah, because are we dealing with, for for the classic X-Men people, are we talking about the blue team or the gold team? <laughs> yeah, so that's what I want to know, is I want to know who who are the mutants who are part of the X-Men in this universe so we can start putting some, putting some red lines together on who could be out there. Yeah. Like, is Xavier in this universe? Is Storm in this universe? Is Cyclops yeah. in this universe? Yeah. Like, who's... Like, of course, John's father. Or, like, yeah. yeah. Like, so I think we're getting on episode eight next week. I think we're going to start seeing that again. Yes. I still think that there's a, there's an there's an imminent attack on the underground coming. Yeah. Totally. Um, it didn't happen oh, this week. Yeah. But this week was a good episode because it focused on a lot of other stuff that we yeah, need to get we, out of the way. We already know they're working on moles. So we don't know. There could be like four or five moles in the, you know, in the, I guess, the hideout I'll just say hideout yeah. right now and now you yeah know. we have the introduction of Reed's father and so is he like we know he's alive is he gonna come back is he working with them you know yeah so we'll see uh, we're out of time today go guys so please hit that thumbs up button leave us a comment yes, yes. after this uh, broadcast over go to iTunes leave us five stars leave us a comment go watch the trailer for Incredibles 2 because that came out yesterday yes! Um and yeah that's that's our show where can we find you guys in the meanwhile I'm Steph Sabraw you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabraw and you can find me at one youngster, which is O N E Y O U N G S T A. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S T P H E N L E M I E U X. Uh, we will see you guys next week for The Gifted, Season 1, Episode 8. Tune in then. Take care. 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Go, Go watch, watch The, the Punisher. Punisher. It's so good. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.